thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to The Healthy Shift Worker with your host, Audra Starkey. Hello and welcome to the Healthy Shift Worker podcast. My name is Audrey Starkey and I'm here to help you to manage some of the toughest challenges we face whilst working 24-7. Today's podcast is titled Shift Work, Weight Gain and Food Timing. And the reason I wanted to talk about the, you know, these particular topics is that you know, so many of my clients are struggling with you know, that, that shift work weight gain um, that you know, we sort of see uh, amongst you know, many of us that have ever worked shift work before. We've kind of experienced that at, at some point in time. And unfortunately, you know, with the weight gain, you know, there's a lot of other things that are associated with it or can be associated with it, obviously cardiovascular disease, uh, and type two diabetes, to name a to name a few. So why you know why is weight loss so incredibly hard when working twenty four seven? I think we can all relate. You know, at, at some point to sort of waking up in the the morning or the night. You know, depending on your shift, and we we stare into that mirror, wishing that we were thinner or that our uniform probably wasn't quite so squeezy and tight around the middle. And even though, you know, that number on the bathroom scales, you know, certainly cannot truly define our happiness, losing some of these unwanted kilograms can certainly make us feel much healthier. It can boost our self-esteem and provide us with way more energy, which is a huge bonus for anyone running on little sleep. If you're a shift worker or you've been working, you know, this occupation for you know many years and are at a loss as to how to get rid of those kilograms then you know please stay tuned first and foremost I want you to know that I, I truly do understand your pain whilst I am you know quite thin at the moment I guess I'm naturally a thin person having spent close to two decades working shift work myself over that that time I did endure ongoing weight fluctuations um, and steady increments in weight gain over the years. In fact, in my first year of working shift work, I did gain 10 kilos. Um, so I can certainly appreciate, you know, um, to some degree what you might be going through. And it's no fun at all. In fact, it can be downright frustrating and demoralizing, particularly when, you know, we've tried absolutely everything to rid those kilograms, but to no avail. Studies uh, have even shown that shift workers are prone to various metabolic disorders, including weight gain and obesity. But I'm here to tell you just because the research favours shift workers being prone to weight gain, it doesn't mean it's your destiny. If this was the case, then every single shift worker would be overweight, and this is clearly not the case. So why do we gain weight when working 24-7? Well, there are multiple factors and reasons as to why, you know, somebody might be gaining weight. And the and I'm not going to go into all of those factors. Um, I'm actually just going to be, you know, focusing on one um, in particular. But certainly ongoing and relentless fatigue undeniably plays a role in poor food choices um, as we often lose our motivation or mojo to cook and prepare healthy meals when, you know, we feel so darn tired all of the time. And this is a situation that no one can truly appreciate or understand unless they've spent years working shift work themselves. 
these not so healthy food choices that we make, um, you know, where we become reliant and dare I say addicted on takeaway meals, vending machine snacks and prepackaged foods is a recipe for weight gain disaster. Pardon the pun. Sleep deprivation is uh, is actually a type of endocrine or hormone disruptor, which means it quite literally disrupts our hormones, two of which include the appetite-regulating hormones, leptin and ghrelin. Leptin is a hormone that is stored in our fat cells uh, and it sends signals to the brain telling us when we're full. In contrast, uh, ghrelin is produced in the stomach and lets us know when we're feeling hungry. The trouble for shift workers and and anyone else, you know, who may be struggling with, you know, insomnia is that these hormones are thrown into disarray when we're running on little sleep. Essentially, it triggers the body to produce higher amounts of ghrelin along with lower amounts of leptin, which can lead to overeating and subsequent weight gain. In essence, it causes your body to play tricks on you, telling you, you know, that you're hungry. Um, you know, thank you, that little burst of ghrelin, <laughs> when in fact you may not be hungry at all. And the same applies to those feelings of fullness. As leptin is suppressed, you may not receive that signal telling you that you're feeling full, so you end up overeating, which is pretty fascinating, isn't it? And this was actually illustrated uh, in a study where over a thousand sleep-deprived subjects, um, you know, where had shown this disruption to their appetite hormones equated to an increase in food consumption equivalent to 350 to 500 kilocalories per day, most notably in the form of snacks made from carbohydrates. In other words, we're more likely to consume the calorie-dense foods like cake, pasta, bread, potatoes and pizza when we're running on little sleep, making it somewhat challenging for anyone trying to lose weight. So you may be thinking, Audra, well, this is all great information, but what's this got to do with the time that I'm eating and how that may be contributing to my weight gain? Well, I'm so glad you asked (laughs) because essentially we need to be eating minimally when our digestive system is sleeping. And at first, you know, you might hear those words and it might sound a little strange, but I just want you to stick with me here and I promise it'll make more sense shortly. You see, the thing is, there's so much focus in the media along with various nutrition and dietary guidelines about what to eat, how much to eat, um, but we seem to be overlooking one of the most fundamental aspects of metabolic health, and that being when we're eating. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, um, what we're eating and how much we're eating is not important. On the contrary, both pl- uh, play a significant role in our health, well-being and waistline. And it certainly formed a huge part of my training to become a clinical nutritionist. But to be frank, it's not the be-all and end-all when it comes to weight gain and obesity. In some ways, this you know obsession about what we're eating has you know probably led you know some people, unfortunately, to develop an unhealthy relationship with food, which is not a healthy way to live either. But I'll leave that for a different episode. After spending six years submerged under textbooks and inhaling the contents of journal articles, and yes, it did take me a little bit longer to complete a three-year degree when I was working full-time, I have to say I was a little intrigued as to why the topic of food timing was never discussed throughout my degree. 
but maybe that's because I was the only one in my class interested in the timing of food, which for a shift worker is extremely relevant. In other words, when we eat or the time of ingestion is just as critical, if not more so, for our well-being. And the reason behind this is because the body's physiological response to food can be completely different depending on the circadian phase or timing of the body. By this I mean the body responds to food intake differently depending on the time of day. In order to help explain, you know, what I mean by this, um, we need to, you know, think of ourselves as a walking clocks. And as weird as they sound, that's exactly what we are, walking clocks. And whilst this concept might be a little hard to understand at first, but our whole body is essentially made up of clock genes located throughout every tissue, cell and organ in our body. Our entire biochemistry is governed by a master clock called the suprachiasmic nucleus. I know that's a big word, um, but I'll just shorten it to SCN, um, which is located in the brain. This master clock sends messages to other circadian clocks or genes in our periphery tissues and organs, some of which include the pancreas, liver and gastrointestinal tract, all of which play a huge role in our digestive health. Like all organs, the gastrointestinal tract operates under a 24-hour circadian cycle, which means a number of gastrointestinal functions such as gastric acid production, nutrient absorption in the small intestine and motility in the colon are designed to function at certain times of the day or night. What's interesting is that Animal studies uh, have even shown where there's genetic mutations of some of these clock genes has actually led to metabolic syndrome. In other words, you know, when our clocks are not functioning under a normal circadian rhythm, which is often the case for shift workers, it can lead to weight gain. And this is where food timing comes in or the fancier, more scientific way to describe it is chrononutrition. Chrononutrition involves uh, studying the impact nutrition has on our metabolism via our internal body clock. This includes meal regularity, or in the case of a shift worker, meal irregularity, uh, frequency and clock time. Incredibly, and I mean incredibly, this topic is rarely discussed in most health practitioner consultations. And And, you know, this is probably because it's not mentioned in any of our training or textbooks. You know, throughout my entire degree, there was not one single lecture on food timing. Yet its relevance and importance cannot be overestimated, particularly for anyone who works 24-7 and is continually struggling with their weight. Ironically, one of the most common questions I get by my patients is, you know, what do I eat and when, which is, you know, not surprising given shift workers, you know, we rarely eat breakfast at breakfast time and lunch at, you know, that designated lunch time and so forth. And it can certainly be very confusing and, you know, at times overwhelming, particularly, you know, when you're trying really, really hard to stay healthy and trim whilst working, you know, 24-7. So this brings me to chronotherapy. Now, chronotherapy is the practice of eating as close to normal times as possible to help reduce metabolic risk factors. This is essentially eating in coordination with the body's natural daily rhythms that typically follows a 24-hour cycle. Now, 
for the average nine to fiver who pretty much goes to bed at around the same time every night, eats their meals at similar times of the day, this is pretty easy to do. But for those of us who work at all different types of shifts, uh, you know, at all different times of the day, we end up falling into the trap of eating at all different times of the day. The problem with this type of ad hoc eating pattern is that just altering the time that we eat, regardless of what it actually is, it can greatly affect our body weight. And this is because many nutritionally related metabolic processes in the body follow this natural daily rhythm, such as appetite, digestion, and the metabolism of fat, cholesterol, and glucose. Now, given, you know, many of our shift working jobs require us to remain awake during the night, we often, as I mentioned before, end up eating in the same way. However, when we eat out of sync to our body's natural circadian clock, it can disrupt our metabolism, making us more susceptible to gut disturbances and other chronic diseases. To help enhance our understanding of this, I just want to, I guess, uh, you know, refer to and have, take a look at those animals which are nocturnal, you know, meaning that they're more active um, and consume most of their calories during the night. Like that's what they're naturally meant to be doing. In a six-week study published in Obesity uh, Journal, uh, and, and it was, it was an animal study, but there were mice um, were fed a high-fat diet during the daytime when they're normally sleeping. <laughs> Um, and they gained significantly more weight and had a much higher body fat composition than those who were fed the same diet during the night time, you know, when they are normally awake. So I guess the reverse of what we would do. Now, to be fair, not all animal studies, you know, can be replicated in human trials. However, it certainly illustrates how simply modifying the time that we eat can greatly affect body weight. In other words, it provides causal evidence that eating at the wrong time or how we've naturally evolved to eat can lead to weight gain. And the reason, you know, behind this is, you know, is that certain organs such as the liver and an intestine methodically follow this 24-hour daily rhythm and they're not expecting food intake at 3 a.m., so when you, you know, munch on that um, pizza at 3 a.m. whilst on night shift, you know, when your body is normally sound asleep, it's really going to struggle to digest and absorb it. Essentially, our body is not geared up for nighttime energy and nutrient consumption as, as gastric emptying, intestinal blood flow, uh, kidney and liver activity all slow down during the night. And this can contribute to indigestion, pain and discomfort when working and eating on the night shift, as I'm probably pretty sure that, you know, some of uh, you listening can relate to that. Other research has shown, you know, eating at inappropriate times of the day when our digestive system is sleeping may contribute to metabolic syndrome, which is a collection of, you know, conditions such as high blood pressure, high blood triglycerides, low levels of the good HDL cholesterol, insulin resistance, and, you know, you guessed it, weight gain. In essence, ingesting food during the night versus the day can have completely different effects on our metabolism, making shift workers vulnerable to weight gain. So there you have it, food timing. It, it's certainly, you know, not something that discussed in most, most health practitioner consultations, you know, which is why I wanted to talk about it in today's podcast. 
while the cause of weight gain can be very multifactorial you know there's there are so many other things like you know um uh, thyroid um, is not you know working as normal but I'm not talking about that in you know this particular podcast it's all about you know the food timing and how eating out of sync to the body's natural circadian clock can be a contributing factor for some people in particular those who work 24 7 now I'm certainly not recommending that you you know avoid eating altogether when working early shifts or night shifts You know, that would be certainly neither practical or fun. However, limiting your food intake between the hours of around midnight to 6 a.m., you know, and having your main meals before or after these hours when your digestive system uh, is essentially sleeping or at least trying to, you know, will do wonders for your metabolic health and waistline. I appreciate, you know, and and I'm an absolute realist here that, you know, this can be extremely tricky and challenging at times, you know, depending on our meal breaks, you know, and if you've got a shift working job where you're on the road and, and, you know, you're called out to emergencies and things. At the end of the day, it's just all about doing the best that you possibly can. Consuming foods which are, you know, more suitable, you know, between the hours of midnight and 6am are those that are essentially require little digestive effort in the form of liquid nutrition, such as bone broths, soups and slow cooked casseroles, uh, you know, much, much uh, better option than that 3am pizza that I was talking about before. So... Before I, you know, sign off, um, I just want to leave you with a great quote to ponder by uh, a gentleman by the name of Dr. Jason Fung, who is the author of a great book, um, you know, that I would definitely recommend um, everyone uh, listening to read. It's called The Obesity Code. And this is a quote straight from his book where he says, while we obsess over what to eat, we virtually ignore the crucial aspect of meal timing." So there you have it, uh, another edition for the Healthy Shift Worker podcast. I hope, you know, that you found this particular episode quite interesting. It's, you know, something um, that I'm extremely passionate about and learning more about um, in regards to food timing because I know that it is extremely relevant, you know, for shift workers and, you know, it's it's not talked about enough. So, yeah, I hope, I, as I said, I hope that you found it um, both interesting and helpful. If you enjoyed the show, you know, please, you know, feel free to share it with other shift workers who you think may benefit. And if you're listening, you know, via your computer, you can also leave us a five star rating on iTunes. And this will help me to spread the healthy shift worker message to shift workers and organizations all around the world. Also, just a reminder, I've recently opened up my appointment book to accept healthy shift worker consultations. So if you'd like a little bit more, a bit of a healthy shift worker kickstart or some more one-on-one personalized help from me, then please check out the link on my website, which is www.healthyshiftworker.com and under the tab work with me. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening. Until next time, may you continue to be as healthy as you possibly can be, despite working 24-7. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. 
Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.